Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial of their service by going to audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfire Side Chat is an undead favorite. Where we ask you to reach out and touch the demon inside of us for the last time. Yep. That demon's going away. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll find So we ask you to reach out and cut us in half and fuck the remains yeah. <laughs> in the next yeah. season. <laughs> re- when we invite you to crown us king. <laughs> crown us king. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, here we are taking your responses about um, the end game and just kind of in general uh, cleanup from the Demon Souls season, right? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we have a lot. Yes, um, we do. If the uh, last conversation wasn't so fruitful, I thought this was going to be one of the rare appendix <laughs> episodes that was longer than the main one, uh-huh. but it may not. It's going to be a race, though. Yep. But uh, we do have a lot to read, so we're going to get started. Yeah. Um, do you want to get started with Dennis? Yes, I will. Um, so Dennis, um, our friend and yours uh, from Facebook, Dennis Furia. Um, I can read his last name because he posted on Facebook. He says, um, and this is errata. This is where you correct us when we're wrong. He says, number one, you said you have to abuse geometry to cheese Astrea with arrows, but I was easily able to hit her. Yes, I'm a monster standing on the overlook just before the bridge Garl Vindland is on. Um, number two, you said that the plague babies don't come back once Astrea is dead, but the little bastards were out in force when I went back for Vindland's armor. Not sure if that's always the case or if it's due to how I killed the boss. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I I feel like so for the first one I just I I've never tried to do that, yeah. so I'm I'm not totally sure. The second one um, I was also surprised. Um, I I, th- I think that was a cool. I think it was a U joint mm. saying that they don't come back once they're dead. And I did I did not know that, so I'm not putting you on you yeah. know, notice or anything. But the uh, I I almost guarantee you it doesn't have to do with how you killed her. Yeah, like I'm I'm sure they just come back. Either way, it could have been a freak occurrence. Yeah, you could have just not run into them. Yeah. Or they were they were shambling towards you. You were in the plague and they were far away shambling towards you. Yeah. You know, and just you just didn't see them mm-hmm. when you were plaguing out. Yeah. So but yeah, they come back. Good to know. Yeah. Cool. So don't don't go party in the swamp. <laughs> no matter how dead she is. <laughs> um Mandy says via contact. Um I like that you guys pointed out how From had this thing with really bad dragon encounters, and at least now I know I'm not the only person who's bothered by this. It was such a downer to find out that the only way to kill the red and blue dragon was to cheese them with arrows, since I always thought there would be a bonus boss fog room that you could uh, access to kill each of them on fair ground. Hmm. So, how do you guys think they should have handled the dragon encounters, and how do you think it could be more or just as awesome as Calamite without feeling too similar to him? Yeah. So I put this in because, as we mentioned in the previous episode, when we were talking about the dragon stuff, um, mm-hmm. you know, dragon encounters are probably going to be a pretty big deal in Dark Souls 2. And so, yeah. you know, as we are looking forward to the future, this might be something uh, we would want to address. So I think that the way they would do it is by, um, you know, using kind of the full definition of what a dragon can be. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be a, a Western style, um, you know, kind of fire breathing medieval puff the magic dragon style dragon yeah. um it could also be you know like a serpent dragon i can imagine a boss fight that would work just as well for a serpent dragon as it would like yeah. a giant snake or something like that um so that's that's what that's my thought or do things with the arena 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and the way that like dragon fights will be more of a thing in Dark Souls 2, it doesn't mean, you know, you're going to fight 15 bosses and 13 of them are going to be dragons. Like, there'll probably be a few dragons, mm-hmm. but also, you know, other stuff going on as well. Yeah. So. It's it's kind of funny because for as much as like literature and specifically fantasy literature is about like we got to kill the dragons, right? We got to go mm-hmm. into this into this dungeon and kill this dragon. Like mechanically for a video game, it's not that satisfying because a dragon itself is entirely meant to keep you at bay. It's like this thing that flies over you and kills you. So in in a way, like the Demon Souls approach and uh the Hellkite Drake approach is more accurate just because like it has wings and it can breathe fire. You're fucked. Good night. Um and Calamite works because it's disabled, right? So it, like to to my mind it would have to be the environment that lets that that lets you do it. You can't always have, uh, you know, not smell, go, go um, <laughs> there uh, to fight your battles for you, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, not every dragon flies. Like, or does it have to fly? And the, uh, so a, a video game with good dragon encounters is uh, Baldur's Gate 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I like those dragon fights quite a bit. Yeah. Um, they are, they don't, they're not very mobile, but they have a lot of different abilities. And the way yeah. they get around the fact that they can fly is that they're, you're just approaching them in their horde. Yeah. You know, so and that's it's almost just, exactly how they do it in like uh, like Dragon Age as well. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is which is a good way to do it. Yeah. So I think that's probably you know that's probably how they'll do it. Doing one where it flies and you have to do somehow get around that would be mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it'll come down to that. Um, just because I don't, you know, yeah. it's not again, it's not all, it's not Shadow of the Colossus with dragons. Yeah. Which somebody make that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, so. You know, preferably Team Ico. I, and, yeah, preferably so. Team Ico. I think the closest thing that we have is uh, is is um, what's that one that came out a while ago? Dragon's Dogma. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I wanted to try that. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah, I've got it. I just haven't. You know, time time is yeah. meaningless. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think that you know the, the 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 all they have to do is make it feel not scripted and cheesy like the like the, the bad ones are where it's like well, if you walk in this area you die and if you don't then you're safe and then you I'm, can just I'm shoot like super happy with them as environmental hazards oh, yeah. i just don't yeah. i don't want to kill them with arrows from a distance that's, yeah, a, that's really a thing problem like yeah. almost in a way we didn't talk about it but the second when the painted world when you fight the undead dragon there that's not terrible like it's not no. souls quality boss fight mm-hmm. But it could be worse. Right. You know, that, that felt like a boss fight from another video game. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's just going to make areas unsafe, and you have to just get in damage when you can. Yeah. You know, so that felt that was better than the the, the Drake and the Red and Blue Dragons. Mm-hmm. So I just don't want to stand back and shoot it with arrows. I don't want to have to make it, you know, an optional thing that, you, you know, you do, like, an Easter egg like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, thanks, Mandy. That was a good question. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, let's see here. So instead of um, continuing that, there is one that I forgot to put in the notes, but we want to address anyway before we finish up the uh, the Dark slash Demon Souls saga. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, somebody on Facebook asked, I'm going to look up the name of this person real quick because I do not wish to uh, to uh, stop you. So Josh Redding via Facebook says, I have a lore question for you guys or anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> all you got is us josh um is there a difference between... if it was for anybody you shouldn't have sent it to us yeah yeah <laughs> is there a difference between fire magic and pyromancy in the souls games and what exactly is that difference thanks so i had a massive response written out before you wrote in and said hey let's address this on the show which was a much more oh. wise course of action <laughs> yeah so let's see if our our thoughts were the same on that. Okay. Um, like, and my thought was essentially that there isn't uh, fire magic in Dark Souls. Right. You know, sorcery is this kind of glowing blue energy. Um, I mean, they're different in from each other in Dark Souls. 
Um, and in Demon Souls, there is no pyromancy. Mm-hmm. There's just like the soul arts can take either form. They can be magic missiles or they can be fire. And in Dark Souls, they're very different. Yeah. So there's not like they're really they don't exist in the same world. Like fire sorcery isn't extant yeah. in uh, in Dark Souls. Yeah, true. So Which that, is kind of unsatisfying, but like, <laughs> and if you wanted to, I mean, we can articulate the difference between pyromancy and sorcery in Dark Souls, mm-hmm. but there's not, you know, one with their unique pyromancy is unique to Dark Souls. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny because our hypothesis is that you know miracles and sorcery are from the same source of energy, right? They're both soul arts. They're just channeled through a different thing. Um, and I would say that pyromancy and sorcery and miracles are still kind of the you know the 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 same primal energy being focused just through different disciplines and different conduits and it being separate from sorceries in uh in dark souls has more to do with the order and chaos distinction which is kind of more present in the literature than uh than than everything else so pyromancy being a separate discipline like more supports the, the 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 mythology or the pantheon of the world Right. So yeah. I, I would say that they're like that, that they're still all kind of coming from the same place. And I think that there's something in the text in Dark Souls which says that, like, hey, this is just a wild and unregulated form of sorcery. Um, the interesting but, uh, thing about it's that, so like, divergent. I, yeah. like, I was thinking about that. And, like, the, I mean, the way that, um, so, like, with miracles and, and sorcery in Dark Souls, like, that makes sense. But with pyromancy, mm-hmm. like, it's literally just a thing you own mm-hmm. that becomes more powerful. Like, it's not so yeah. much about, you know, you channeling any part of yourself. Yep. Um, which is what's kind of interesting about it. So yeah. maybe whatever that is, you just kind of create this medium for yeah. it. Either that so. or just sorcery requires so much more discipline to do these crystalline structures and such. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to like you can just get a hold of this thing and channel it. It wouldn't just be your energy. It's just stuff that's latent around you. Whatever right, you right. Just like a, yeah, like a portal to a, the elemental plane of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's actually, if you take the kind of magic cosmology of demon souls and use it as an overlay on dark souls, the closest thing to pyromancy are the sorceries that Yuria teaches you. Yeah. And uh, Freak talks about how her, the way that she treats demon souls are come from a more emotional place yeah. um, and a more feminine place. And in Dark Souls, mm-hmm. you know, the mother of pyromancy, like pyromancy is portrayed as feminine mm-hmm. and, uh, and sorcery is masculine. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, it's consistent without actually having like a, a direct right answer, yep. you know, for it. But yeah, no, that, that that is a very interesting question. I mean, I love the I love the notion of pyromancy. Like, you know, the the further we get from it, like just the the, the effect that that has on the kind of creeping chaos of that world. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and really, I'm looking forward cool. to cryomancy or whatever the, <laughs> the cool ice spells that were happening. Oh in, man, uh, cryomancy, too. awesome! I hope and, that's what it is. And then aeromancy, and and, uh, and then you're just Souls a 3. fucking airbender and yep. go kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anywho. Um, yeah, so thank you for that. Yeah. Um, Mike says via contact. Uh, you guys talking about the false King Alant battle got me thinking about how much it resembles the Artorias fight from Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. While my favorite boss fight for aesthetics and looks is the false idol, mostly the surprisingly cute face and the fact that she has four arms, wink, <laughs> uh, battling the false king with my demon brand wielding royal was my favorite experience of the game and made it my favorite boss gameplay-wise. So I have to ask, who is your favorite boss for gameplay and who is your favorite boss for appearance slash presentation? Good question. Yeah. Um, so I would say by appearance slash presentation, it would be the Storm King. Mm. Um, and gameplay, it would be Flame Lurker. Um, I'm going to say, I'm, you know, I'm going to do a cop out and mm-hmm. say presentation wise is Old Monk. 
Uh-huh. And gameplay wise, <laughs> old is old monk when it works. <laughs> yeah, like with, yeah, if that's it, a thing. Yeah, if, I, if, if 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 you're playing a PvP character and the way that articulates and the idea behind that's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it doesn't always work. The actual yeah. you know vanilla old monk fight. Mm-hmm. Not so much. I I would go with Flame Lurker then. Yeah, yeah. So but. so definitely like I, I about said Old Monk um in, in place of in place of either. I like uh Storm King because of the scale. I like Flame oh, I, Lurker. I love because, the Storm King. Yeah, yeah. But just like Old Monk you know, like can, if, if if there was a category for concept that like that would win like by a mile. Oh um, yeah. Above all. And it's and it's fun, like when you're fighting mm-hmm. an actual player, like that's really oh, yeah. fun. Definitely. You know, that that's actually the you know, as much challenge as you can get. Yeah, and a, a video game. an actual player with a tower shield and a scraping spear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, oh, good man. good question. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um so Paul Woody asked via the uh via the comment or sorry, uh, by the contact form, can someone please explain Robert Dyer videos to me? <laughs> Nope. Nope. Um, just in go the just watch fun them. section. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll you'll get it. He's you know I don't want to bore Cole with it by going on like just skyping and will like and just pull him in here to talk about more Robert Dyer. But just check it out and see if you know watch one of the things and then think that I'm an asshole because you think that I'm making fun of somebody who has some kind of issue, but then realize how exactly weird and special and unique of a snowflake he is. <laughs> and it's not actually either. He is trying to be funny. It is. It is. If you have a problem with David Liebehart, then you know, then you would have a problem with this. But I personally do not have a problem with David Liebehart. Yeah. So. We're turning your bedroom back into the computer room. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Give me turn up the four D three D three D three. Did you? I invited. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah. I I I became a fan of that. I think I yeah. pushed them over three hundred. Yeah, it's great. Like yeah. uh, Michael Henderson um, on on the because we were talking about uh, Tain, the Tim and Eric Tain, not the, F, the something awful Tain. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's a Facebook group, and I encourage all of you guys to join it because I love the idea of being like single handedly responsible for adding like you know tons of people to them. Yeah. But just become a fan of the page and like the page. Uh, give me a pr- <laughs> give me a printout of Oyster smiling. <laughs> And it, there's no content to the page. It's just the picture of Waster smiling as all three pictures. <laughs> and it's so that that smirk that Paul Rudd makes is so good. It's it's so goddamn good. So all day I've been like, and it says it in the right. It's like invite your friends to like a picture of Waster smiling. Yep. I'm like, don't mind if I do. <laughs> I shared the video. It's so fun. It's on so our, good on our company's Facebook page. Mm. It's, it's like what the hell, Cole? Yeah. It is. It is the. It is the best. It is so good. It's so good. I didn't remember that sketch. It's. It's. <laughs> it's so good. Like he's. Why is he in Cerebro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got important work to do. He ignores the calls from his wife. Yeah, just to look at these <laughs> pictures of him dancing. It's so good. Yep. <laughs> Flag and stop. <laughs> to the- this is not suitable for work. Oh man, this is yeah. unsuitable for the podcast. Yeah. So. so that's not that's not what Robert Dyer is. But nope. just just watch a Robert Dyer video. Um I recommend any of them that have to do with uh like fast food burgers. Yeah, snack foods. Yeah. Yeah, like so, well specifically burgers, like fast okay. food food. Because like a snack food, like he'll do a chip or something like that and it's fine. But mm. he, the way he romanticizes just the worst food that this country makes <laughs> is just really, really incredible. Yeah. He's a true believer. <laughs> So and also, if you don't watch his videos, he unleashes his dreaded dire wraiths. So, yeah, <laughs> I need to watch more of these. Like, I just like dip in and just pick a pick a video. But I'm not I'm not tuned into the mythology. There, there, there's no dire dire wraiths, but I, I wish there was. Okay, or that if he he started his dire straits band or wrote a dire wolf, and the idea of all those things is really funny to me. So.
<laughs> oh man! So, <laughs> what, what's in just fun? And oh, or, just well, fun. Um, our friend. I, I wrote this so I can read it. So, yeah, I was, yeah, it's, it's yeah, really just. I thing. don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. Okay, so right. um, we have a friend. His name is Frederick, the Knight of Astora, um, who yes. um, is affiliated with an online retailer uh, that is uh, pretty big abroad. Not so much thing here. Web Holland. Web Holland. Mm-hmm. I want to say Holland. Yeah, Web Holland. Uh, yeah. dot com. Um, he brought to our attention that uh, they're doing the sweet kick ass. Um, uh, let's say limited edition of Dark Souls two. Uh, mm-hmm. which contains, um, oh, man, I'm just going to go through this in the order that it's on the graphic, but uh, the limited edition um, version of the game, like the black armor one, um, a Dark Souls hood, like the cloth armor hood, a 30 centimeter tall warrior knight figurine, a go beyond yep. death ring, <laughs> um, the soundtrack yep. CD, cloth map, collectible art book, all of which are cool, and a Dark Souls uh, 2 branded messenger bag. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And like I already, if I wasn't already in on a collector's edition of Dark Souls, <laughs> like I would be very tempted by it because it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and there are any number of factors which make it impractical for us. However, if you are interested in this, there will be a link in the show notes to go check that out. Um, however, many are left. Um, kind of a spicy meatball yeah. if you're not um, local to that area, but um, you are probably um, a big enough fan to want this, and we want to bring it to your attention. Um, and also because Frederick is a cool dude. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's we we don't uh, you know plug things lightly, so it's something yeah. that we actually are into. Yeah. Um, that said, if you go to audibletrial.com <laughs> forward slash bonfire side chat, you can get a free audible trial. Listen anyway, to Born Standing um, Up by Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a good book. I uh, hate postage mirrors. <laughs> um, the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, um, Blake says uh, via contact. <clears throat> Um, I believe the Link the Fire ending is the good ending of Dark Souls, because postponing the fall into darkness is the definition of life. You're given the choice to be the vanguard uh, for the Abyss, or offer your own godlike self up as kindling to maintain the Age of Fire. We've already seen what happens when mankind embraces the Abyss and tries living in the Age of Man, uh, as Kath calls it. In Elysial, humanity is twisted into horrible monstrosities no less insane than any hollow, and there is no joy in that dark world. Contrasting this to the Age of Fire, which the player never sees but is told of in backstory, where people were happy and prosperous and anything can see that humanity is better served in staving off the abyss as long as possible. Despite the inherent time limit on how long your soul can fuel the flame, it is worth giving uh, because mankind is constantly being given more chances to kindle it. Every undead has the opportunity to reach the kiln of the first flame and offer their souls kindling, and with enough time and persistency, any of them can do it. It is a terrifying and brutally hard road one must walk to reach, reach the kiln, and it must be so. That road breeds st- strength in the walker, and that strength is needed to sufficiently fuel the flame. No one knows how long the cycle can last, just as no one knows how long humanity in the real world will last. But we must never surrender to the fear of some inevitable end, and to do so would be to invite it sooner and deprive the opportunity for happiness to those who might come after us, our children and grandchildren and the rest. It is the same reason that I believe choosing to lull the old one to slumber again is the good ending for demon souls. Throughout the world, we are shown horrible, depraved sights and are led to ask whether any of it is worth saving. But we never get to see is the world outside the mist, the world our characters come from, that is still living life, full of its own sadness and suffering, but also with joy. If the old one is not locked away once more, the mist will spread to the rest of the world and all will be subjected to the same dismal horror of the boletaria we have come to know. Call me an optimist and idealist if you like, but to me, the choice seems obvious. 
Okay, optimist. <laughs> Idealist. <laughs> Filthy. Yeah. Unclean. Um, yeah. 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 Essentially, we talked about all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, in real life, I would probably choose to kindle whatever. <laughs> in, in, a, in a world of fiction, like... Badass. I'm going to ride the tree devil. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I'm gonna climb the Satan tree. Like in, yeah. in a narrative world, like it feels satisfying to me and makes sense for a character to come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I have not murdered myself. No. So the, uh, you know, which is would be the logical conclusion if I thought the things I think necessarily of the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, very well written. Yes, thank you. Yes, uh, looking at this, Carlo via context says, "I've listened to the past two seasons, and I found myself uh, I found something curious. Rather, I believe it was Gary who questioned, is the world worth saving? In both playing Demon Souls and Dark Souls, I never thought that the places we visited were the extent of the world, but merely the wound by which an infection is spreading throughout the much larger world. So I took the good ending of the game as a debriding of the wound to save the rest of the world." So even not knowing what the rest of the land looked like, I imagined families were still having babies, farming and going about their business, unaware of that, uh, unaware that a lone hero was fighting to save them, even if uh, he would know no glory. Uh, to me, this world was definitely wor- definitely worth saving. Um, and then he goes on to say nice things about us. Yeah, hmm. I think I think that like in demon, like that's interesting that you get that. Like it's so. Like, this is going to make me sound as bleak as I am. I was going to say bleaker than I am. But I don't know how anybody can... Why are you... Like, this game is presenting you with what it's presenting, and you can still imagine things good happening off screen. Yeah. You know? Like, there's nothing to the tone of any of these games that is remotely... Like, you're you're projecting the real world onto a fantasy world, I feel yeah. like. But, like, there's nothing about the tone or feeling or color palette or soundtrack or anything this game represents that suggests anything even remotely positive. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's such a weird thing to fill in that blank with that to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, like it's not that's just not a choice that I, I would have or did make. Yeah. You know, and, and like the, like that uncertainty gets back to like, you know, one of the bigger discussions we had on the first episode of the of this season, which was is Bulletaria the world or not? Right. Like just how right. much how much more of this is there outside of it? Like, does that art stone go anywhere? Um, are they you know did they spare themselves by uh, by by destroying it, et cetera, and on down the line? Like, there's just there's there's right. just so much that we don't know, and yeah, you know, like the like the the, the, yeah. the darker stuff is in evidence, but you have to wonder with as many unreliable narrators as there are, like you know which you know which kind of literary constructs are you going to bring to this in order to interpret it in a way that is satisfying to you yeah well even mm. even not just like the n- narrative structure but like mm-hmm. if you start looking at things like theme, you know theming and and tone and like i mean i feel like every aspect of the work lends itself to a you know a pretty bleak worldview mm-hmm. um you know i mean i don't even feel like that i feel like that's that part is at least objectively true um, and the idea that, like, anything, you know, we do a lot of conjecture on the show, but, like, imagining, you know, happy families in other parts of Volataria, that's that's 100% pure conjecture. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in the text or in, you know, that supports that in any way. So it's, like, it's fine to imagine that. And, like, I don't, you know, I'm not calling you wrong for that. It's just, it's weird to me to come away from this experience with that. Yeah. And maybe it's possible that, you know, I feel like I'm... Uh, I'm not I'm not saying that you are doing the opposite by saying that I'm doing this thing, but I'm not bringing my my worldview to this. You know, I'm trying not to very much. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't 
not do that. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, I recognize in, in the real world, like that is true. Yeah. You know, but the game doesn't isn't presenting the real world. It's a game. It's like a work yeah. of fiction. It's, it's not, it, you know, the rules that by which you know we play don't necessarily apply. And, and it's also very much, you know, like any game, like anything that is set in this kind of trapping right like you are working to save something that is the assumption right and then again it gets down to the question of is it worth saving or not but like you know just maybe some you know maybe it's a sunk cost fallacy kind of thing where like you think okay i've gone through all of this do i do i throw it away um you know and i and i would say that like you know even insofar as like maybe talking to uh to what freak right yeah um and hearing like okay maybe this stuff is going to go around like there isn't a lot to say that you know what alant is doing is going to be any better aside from alant himself saying let it burn because it's not worth living because you know he is not that reliable either to me right i mean obviously you have to choose who you believe Mm -hmm. but nobody says like you know Thing, things are good elsewhere or that things are going to be like the, the, the bit about like the age of fire in, uh, you know, in, mm-hmm. in dark souls. Like, I don't really feel like that is ever, you know, they're ever portrayed as a good life for mankind. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like the status quo and things are shit now, but there's a lot of projection that has to come on to ascribe yeah. positivity, you know, to, mm-hmm. to that. And even that, like the so, so, so the motivation is you are sent from another kingdom, or you you came here from another kingdom in order to, and your motivations are unclear either to harness the power for yourself or to stop you know the tide, right? So I guess the right. I guess the choice is set up from and, the beginning, which is and you, Dark Souls is like a little bit different of a choice to me too. Yeah, like I feel stronger about the negative choice in Demon Souls than I do in Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there's tons of evidence of other kingdoms in Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily where things are fine, but, you know, you hear about the sound sorcerers of Enheim and you hear about, you know, the, the different like Astora yeah. and everything. They all have their own individual problems, but there is a greater mm-hmm. implied world in Dark Souls than yeah. in Demon Souls. And it's not as bleak. Like the worst, you know, there, there's nothing in, in Dark Souls that is as bad as I almost want to say any area in, in Demon Souls. You know, as far as just kind of like quality of living wise, mm-hmm. you know, there's castles that are filled with undead monsters, but you're not, you know, you don't have a stockpile of Thomas telling, telling, you know, about when the demons showed up and, and, you know, he had to run away from his daughter when it happened. Yeah. It's just, there's monsters there now, mm-hmm. you know, there's so little evidence about what the the real world is like or the outside yeah. areas and demon souls. Yeah. And, you know, again, it comes back to worth saving if you believe that you came here to stop this instead of perpetuate it. Like, just that, 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 is, the, that, that is the construct that you're operating under, even right. if everything in evidence is showing you that, like, it is, you know, again, that, that, that is a very satisfying reading of a, of a piece of fiction. Yeah. Right. Which and is part of it, like, too. Oh, like, you're, you're going here to save it and you realize it's shit. So, you know, and, climb the Satan tree, right? And it's, it's also more of, like, it's a little bit less pat. Mm-hmm. You know, for like a game that doesn't traffic in in a traditional t- hero narrative, mm-hmm. you know, like the fact that even if you are saving it, like the fact that things are cyclical, like it's interesting to me that both you and, and Carlos said there's this chance that it's going to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, like things are just going to get marginally better each time. And I don't I don't feel like that's really supported by it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think you're wrong because we conjecture on things we have no evidence for all the time on this show. But there's no real like there's nothing to say that like it's ever going that cycle is ever going to stop repeating you know, so 
I don't know. Like, I, I just, I feel like it, it doesn't feel very soulsy to me to have it be a happy ending. You know, that's not what these games are about. That's not even, what they present. I don't even know that it's a happy ending. Like either, like either way, I think that like, it's a hint at like, you know, let's get another chance, which itself, yeah. you know, we could fuck it up the next time, which a lot of us do. <laughs> but it would be, a, it would be a happy ending if you were able to ever not fuck it up. Yeah, and it, I don't if, think if, that possibility space exists in these yeah. games. Well, I mean, you, you just, you, you fuck it up a little less each time. But then it has to get to somewhere. Yeah, well, you know, there, like there's, been... there, there's a logical conclusion of that. So it's either do we work real hard to make this better if that is the place that it goes, or do we just end it all right now? But it can never get better. Like in there's way, nothing in, in this game that ever shows that it can get better. <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't. I mean, again, like I'm just that's just the yeah. what I the impression I get yeah. from it. But there's just and, nothing to suggest that things are going to get better. Yeah. And just in these like, games, all that I will say for why for, for for why I believe you don't see any of that is because you are only in the places that have been claimed entirely by the fog. Like which are in the, the game. That, that is, like it's, which it's, are it's, in the it's, game, it's what, yes. it's what the game is presenting. You're imagining yes. things outside of uh-huh. the, yeah. you know, like that's, you know, so it's it's fine for you to, like, again, uh-huh. yeah. like baseless, baseless conjecture is what we traffic uh-huh. in. Yeah. However, like, I, I can't, you know, I, I making decisions about the game based on things that are within the game, mm-hmm. you know, seems seems right to me. Yeah, like that seems that seems thematically and just, whole. This this is something that I do with everything, which is I prefer games that build atmosphere and world, right? And you know, the like the implication of what we're seeing right here and what can draw out from beyond that. Like, just I, I don't, you know, I couldn't cite any particular thing that makes me believe this. But like that is, you know, that that that's where it goes. It's not rational. It's not based on any particular, based on a particular, you know, thing I could cite, but. I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're going in circles. Yeah, I mean, I just I would I, yeah. I wish for you know momentarily I could mind meld with somebody and see what makes them think that there's you know goodness in these worlds yeah. or you know possibility space for it. Yeah. Even out either chronologically or distance wise, you yeah. know. I don't know. I, I yeah I can't. Uh, I just and and I feel stronger about that than than I do in. In Demon Souls, than I do in Dark Souls. Yeah. Like I, you know, as as I mentioned, I mean, as you said, going in circles. But yeah. I, I can see to that point much more than I do mm-hmm. in, in in Dark Souls than yeah. I do in Demon Souls. And and, and so. my and and my my thinking about these things evolves over time. There was a time when I thought like that the you know that the age of humanity or whatever the age of darkness ending was the better one. But like I pretty much landed firmly in. A revulsion to that idea because of what happened in because the Artorius the Abyss yeah, the, you know, because yeah. of Artorius the Abyss which and is what makes of, that one have a little maybe Demon's Souls needs an Artorius of the Abyss yeah. to make that to muddy up that water a little bit for mm-hmm. me yeah. so who knows I don't know um, let's see here I read Carlo so I, good no but it wasn't actually oh yeah it was Carlo yeah, um, yeah so uh, Take says via contact most of the boss names in Demon Souls are pretty much straightforward translations of their Japanese names the one big exception is King Alant and uh, or the the one in the old one is actually incomplete a lot or literally a lot who failed to become i don't know if that changes anything but i think it lends itself to the theory that a lot was in the middle of becoming a demon when he walked in and stepped in his pile of goo oh Aw. <laughs> um, other random stuff. Uh, the Maiden in Black is the Maiden in Black Firekeeper. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Freak and Gary, uh, the guy who made the most of the magical items you wear in the game, get their name from Norse uh, mythology. In Norse mythology, Freaky and Gary, known as the Ravenous Ones, were wolves who always accompanied the supreme Viking god Odin into battle. 
and there's a source. Um, Astraea was some Greek immortal virgin lady who fled mankind's <laughs> wickedness. Yeah, that's why I recognize that name. Yeah. yeah. Um, Blige is known as the excavator in Japanese. Not sure if the term is normally associated with grave robbers, but it amusingly reminds me of the way that Locke calls himself a treasure hunter in Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> Um, Lord Rydell's full title is Lord of the Frontiers slash Remote Region. Just a little bit more evidence that Latria is further away. Um, Satsuki, surprise, means bloodthirsty in Japanese. And finally, Stockpile Thomas in Japanese is literally just Thomas with the big bag. <laughs> um, bag of holding, anyone? <laughs> I, I think they're trying to make a, uh, make a comment about his masculinity. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. With the big sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah the Take bringing it with the uh, bringing it with the lore, yeah, and the translation yeah. stuff. Thank you so much. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Fi- Firekeeper. I think I, th- I feel like we drew that like that 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 came up a little bit earlier, like when we were talking about the maiden. But uh, so, somebody and I don't have the name at hand, and I don't uh, know where it's at to look it up. But somebody in on Facebook was asking um, if we ever addressed the fact that the fire king firekeepers never meet. Mm. in uh, dark souls and we never did i don't think there's any explanation like you know they can't meet or else the world will be <laughs> torn in twain or something like that but it the is interesting mended. yes yes <laughs> the world will be unmended um yeah i don't uh the, i don't think there is anything for that but it is interesting mm-hmm. to think about yeah no so so maybe there are like a bunch of maidens in black at various yeah. nexies hmm. yeah yeah i'm just having a like an end of year convention yeah kind of <laughs> so. in omaha yeah yeah um, and this is just something here looking forward. We can take it or leave it in terms of a discussion prompt. But Take uh, sent another message in after that saying, Happy New Year's, gentlemen. Hope you fellows are doing uh, well as we come closer to Dark Souls 2. So with two Souls, da- uh, two Souls games done, uh, what would you guys like to see from Dark Souls 2? I would love it if they continued the themes of the previous games or totally take those ideas and turn them on their heads. Uh, like more trustworthy patches scenarios. Um, or maybe the, ob- the obvious betrayer guy in the next game secretly is your best pal. I think he's referring to like Latrec or Yurt. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. a new giant crow boss uh, who appears friendly at first, but then pecks your eyes out when you uh, when you try to make a trade. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah, bloody um, the, the crow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bloody the crow. <laughs> um, one of the best elements of these games is the sense that the designers know how to surprise their players and manipulate their expectations. I think that's what keeps me continually fascinated with the series of games. Um yeah. So yeah. What, what I would like is for them to just maintain the sense of anxiety of that first playthrough. That is the most valuable and cherished thing that I get uh, from playing these games and, you know, overcoming that and getting that getting that experience. And if that means I think it necessarily means bucking those expectations, uh, you know, just knowing, you know, like that I'm not falling into a safe pattern. Um, but uh, but yeah, that, that that is what I want most is to be scared and then feel good. Yeah, I think that, um, like, I, I want that, but I also think that that's something that is increasingly short supply as you play the games. Yep. Um, I got much less of that in Demon Souls than I did in Dark Souls. So recapturing that is a really tall order, mm-hmm. you know? Um, since I'm going to know, you know, even if they make tweaks, I'm going to basically know how the game plays. Yeah. Like, I can adjust for, you know, different backstab mechanics and, and roll speeds and such. and then But mentally, I'm just going to know, you know, shield up, tiptoe. Yeah. You know, like I like my Demon Souls playthrough is so much easier than my Dark Souls playthrough, even though but the things that remained and made it still, you know, an equal as far as the game, I think, is the storytelling stuff. So mm-hmm. that is out of the things that I want them to maintain that I think they, they can maintain without, you know, giving me, you know, limited amnesia or something like that, like a memory erasing drug um, would be uh, 
the you know the the, the lore wankery. Like I still want to be able to try to you know draw desperate connections between yeah. bits of incomplete in- information. And from everything I've heard, that's going to be harder to do just because they are doing some more explicit stuff with the narrative yeah. this time. So it could still I'm, be there. And I think that like along with mine and kind of related back to yours, just that sense of mystery about the world and just the you know the idea that you know I, I like I want this to feel big and for- forbidding and you know unknown mm-hmm. at the start and then have it become more familiar through play. Right. Yeah, yeah, which like, and they can do that. Like, I mean, it will still definitely seem, and I'll have the moments where it's like I can't do this, and then I'll do it, and it'll be great. Yeah, you know that that stuff is all within their capabilities, and I'm I have full faith that that will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm thinking with the story stuff, even though it's going to be a little bit more explicit, mm-hmm. um, like interviews and stuff that I've read, mostly say that things like like a lot of mechanic stuff are going to be more explicit. Yeah. You know, which, which I'm in favor of. I don't want to guess what humanity does. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like. I I had no problem like texting you about like what the fuck does this do. But I would be fine if the game explains that. Yeah. And even if the story stuff is a little bit more expository, there's still going to be this room, I think, for interpretation and yeah. unreliable narrators. And just you know, just because they surface more stuff doesn't mean that there won't be things waiting in the depths, right? Yeah. 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 So, so I, I think quite they can literally keep the that. depths with the yeah, basilisk. So, yeah, because that's where you're going back. Yeah, going back to the depths. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they can do that. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I had a, a scary thought earlier today. Like, boy, what if this game sucks? <laughs> like, what would we do as as a people? Like, not only just as a show, <laughs> but like, if this is like a solid like B or B minus game, you know, boy, I, would that be devastating? I, I think we would take it. <laughs> like, take it, take it. How? I, I think like, I think that we, are, I think we would accept like, it as morsels. Oh I, no, I would. I'll play it, but yeah. I just like what you know. That would be like if this ends up being like the Arkham Origins mm-hmm. of of this series. Like it's good. It's more of the same, but it's not great. Like that would be. I feel like. I mean, I would take it. I would obviously play it and do the show, but I'd be very disappointed. Gary, Cresty's going to be here. You'll see. I have no. I have Cresty's, <laughs> Cresty's going to be here. We're all going to be okay. No, no faith. No faith. Crust, Gary Krusty's going to show up. <laughs> Nothing. Um, right. But yeah, I don't think that will happen. I, everything right. I've seen and read makes it seem incredible. Mm-hmm. And I have enough of rose, you know, rose-colored glasses to like make up for some sand over some flaws. Um, but if it was just like, boy, this is just – there's a yeah. real invisible war scenario. I'm just, and I'll be, I'm just, I'm just afraid that like there's going to be like – it's different, so it sucks. Like, yeah, like, of course, there will be. you know, like, 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 <laughs> just, you know, just, just the idea that we are, you know, we are all screaming small children who are upset whenever anything that we take for granted changes. And so we're going to see that. I'm like, Meh. but like, I, I hope that I hope that we as a people can look past that. Yeah. Pe- yeah. People will 100 percent do that. Yeah. Like we won't do it. But they, you know, people will 100%. And then other but people will I, be I, like, this change is better. I think, I, but I think that if, if, if the wind changes towards its Sucksville, I think that that is going to be the cause of it. I mean, it could also be objectively worse too. Oh, oh yeah, like, definitely, de- de- you. definitely, it could. But yeah. like, if I if I'm looking at what the odds are, like 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 that is the source, and that will be a smokescreen over anything that might actually be legitimately um, wrong with the game. Yeah. It's like, well, no, this actually is worse because X, Y, or Z. And it's like, no, they changed backstabbing by a couple frames. So blah. So yeah. So really, my my concern is that just there's going to be a lot of shitty discussion around it that is going to you know, like remove it from the context of you know whether it succeeds or fails um, in light of the series. Yeah. Well, we can we can shield ourselves from that. Yeah. You know, like you and I, just fine. Like I'm not as worried about the the discussion about it. Like I, yeah. you know, that's that's easy for me to ignore because I I'm not desperate to experience that. Like I'm looking forward to it, 
but I mean, the game will always exist. Like me and the game are, that's a sacred relationship, mm-hmm. you know, with these games specifically, like that exists out, you know, in a little bit of a vacuum on its own, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm not, I would not be pleased if people were being dickheads, but I'm not, it's not my number one concern. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like yeah. two months, like almost to the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's very soon. Yeah. Very cool. I'm very excited. I need to schedule my time off work. And, uh, yeah, and just uh, stock up on, you know, jerky and, you know, <laughs> bottled water and yeah. urine cans, and that's not true. And I'll yeah. do other things. I may even play other games during that period, but Ooh. it will be – I will have it beat the, you know, a three-day weekend, yeah. so I'm fairly certain. Yeah, so I'm bummed out, so I'm, I'm, I'm reconsidering because, like, this might be the actual one game that I would want to get on a midnight release. However, I know that any local store would not have, or, you know, like just, they, they would have sold out of the collector's edition. So I'm going to have to mm-hmm. wait until like six in the goddamn evening on Tuesday to get it. Yeah. 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 I probably, and I'm, I'm it's game being delivered to work. So I'm going to go work that day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's where I get my deliveries. So, mm-hmm. but that'll be the last day. And then, uh, yeah, it's on Tuesday. Uh, maybe uh, that's just the game that I, that, that's the day that I know that stuff comes out. Yep. It's okay. Tuesday. Okay, so yeah, so that'll be that'll be a little bit tricky, but I think I can take off the rest of that week, and that yeah. should be enough time. I might change my shipping address to to that just just so I don't miss it to to, yeah. to work rather. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a pro tip. Yeah, there's a yeah. back for you. Well, no. uh, um, people like, don't know it, how to deliver things. So yeah. Well, no. If I like if I miss uh you know if I miss a notebook or uh you know some kind of some kind of other um random Amazonable, that's no great tragedy. However, this would be if I lost yeah. a day on it. Yeah, I would I would yeah. not be happy about that, especially if I took it off work. Yeah. I'd be very miserable or like I put it in and it doesn't, uh, you know, it requires like updates that break the game or yeah. something like that. Like that would all be very sad. Blah. I want to have to wait for the PC release, nope. which I'll inevitably get for, you know, $15 on steam. <laughs> so yeah. souls, souls. So yeah, mm-hmm. thank you everybody for writing in, um, very thought provoking stuff. And, uh, yeah. we thank you, uh, for everybody who has stuck out the entire demon souls run. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah, and hopefully you join us during the uh, the next season yep. where we talk about the origins and influences on the Souls series of games, specifically uh, Berserk, bothly Berserk, bothly and uh, Manga, bothly, bothly, both in Manga. You said bothly three times. <laughs> I did. I'm I'm, I'm fading. Um, both in uh, manga and anime form, and then also uh, Kingsfield Four or Kingsfield: The Ancient City. So yeah, send send in your thoughts on those, um, specifically Berserk right now. Um, and uh, just in general, we will gather those up. The The episodes are probably going to be structured a little bit differently, um, you know, just because uh, reasons. Uh, but They're going to uh, be backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, yeah, we're just going to start, you know, just, you have to run them through Audacity and, yeah. and reverse them. But you'll get the hidden message. Yeah. So, 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 and the hidden message at this point is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The hidden message is, ah, if I get to block one more shot by that, I can only dodge two more times. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Man, climb the Satan tree. But uh, yeah. otherwise, usual stuff, other shows in the network. Um, and uh, if you're going to be buying Dark Souls 2 on Amazon, uh, use uh, duckv.tv slash tip jar. Yes, please do. iTunes um, ratings and reviews and also Facebook. Yeah, all useful stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much there is in the way of deleted scenes, but there'll probably be a little bit of it, mm-hmm. um, which is coming very shortly. And uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. I think that's it for that's Demon Souls. So, so, so the world might be mended or not, depending on how you feel that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm thinking you torn fucking part. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, dick bossa. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah. And we all pray that we will have far more soon. So anyway, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm realizing slowly that I'm going to have to play Kingsfield in half-hour increments because I need to have drama meet in my system to play it. Yeah. 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 For some reason, I- that particular brand of like really sluggish turning around and moving just just puts me on a fucking roller coaster. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, turn, it's, it's- I turned off the walk wobble. Which yeah. usually sets me off in a bunch of games makes no difference. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I I mean I played that for about a half hour yesterday. I just just started it, mm-hmm. um, and you know didn't get anywhere, but didn't did not experience that thankfully. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is really, you know, nauseating in a way that you could put like certain. You know, <laughs> it's like it's queasy calliope music. Yeah, slow. yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I'm sitting there. I'm thinking maybe I'll play it on a smaller screen. That might that help. Could, sure. That, yeah. I mean, I bet you that would help. Or yeah, so just I like, play it in my bedroom instead of in the living room or something. I just I was like sitting there. It's like man, I, I like I have to pause and look away. I don't. know. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that I didn't have a. <laughs> luckily, didn't have that response or that feeling. <laughs> All right. Mm. I liked that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hope you don't mind that i yes ended it no no it's fine that's what i was expecting <laughs> yeah. so the uh no the uh because pods and it's so funny like yeah. the target market for podcasters uh-huh. small business owning people who wear like m- mediocre men's clothing <laughs> love berries and then just, <laughs> and then go to a kink you know shit, sexy kink or whatever yeah. extreme restraints yeah yeah yeah, that, those uh-huh. are podcasters. So, uh, or I, podcast I just, listeners. That, that's just bizarre. So, is that a statement on? Okay, so I'm going to put a marker here. Is that a statement on the audience, or is it just because these are the few companies that have like edged their toe into sponsoring stuff and found that it works? Um, I, I feel like most podcasts would take any sponsorship that is offered, right? Like our, our, you know, ourselves included. Like well, I'm I mean, in front of that com thing. If we if they if we got the thing. Yeah, I would just say that ad copy exactly as written for well, 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 six months like, for fucking with it. I, I could do that. Like I could yeah. like reach out to them. I just it doesn't seem editorially sound. No, it, yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> um it doesn't make any sense. And I guess yeah. that's the point. So I, I think that um well maybe that doesn't really answer your question. Yeah. I feel like it's not um I feel like any when you say like the the few businesses that have edged their way in made it sound more competitive. Mm-hmm. I guess then it really is. No, I no, think but, it's but, like kind of entirely. A, it's not competitive. That's the point. Like there, there are five companies that like, yeah. that sponsor podcasts. And if it like, were competitive, then it would cease to, you know, because there are probably a lot of people with Audible subscriptions and Stamps dot com subscriptions that just mm-hmm. do it to support shows that they love. Right. If they could get things they actually wanted and yeah. support the shows they like, they would. Hence Amazon. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but uh, but yeah, that was that 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 was a funny idea, and I enjoyed it. Thank you. I had it while walking into work today. Fun while listening to a podcast. Yeah, I just I listened to a, a stamps dot com ad. Yeah, and it, that, the, uh, stamps dot com just boggles my mind because you can just use PayPal and print your postage. Like you don't have to pay sixteen dollars a month to get your. What shit. are those postage meters? Those po- well, well, you know, <laughs> you know what, Gary. <laughs> here's yeah. here's what here's what I do. I have a a scale that I use to measure my coffee. 
Sure. Um, and I measure that and I add like a couple of like points of an ounce to whatever I measure. Yeah. <laughs> and I overpay a little bit, but I don't overpay by $16 a month as right. with stamps.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like it's just, it's so, it's so unwieldy mm-hmm. and just, it's just so funny to me. Like who, how many people, like how many people out of 50 do you think has, have leased a postage meter? Mm. Yeah. And why do we think those people listen to podcasts? Like, you know, we're big fans of comedy <laughs> and video games. Well, and, and so 5x5 five five does it really well. Um, and anybody else who kind of runs in that tech circle because it's like, hey, you're a nerd. You probably buy some domain names. Hover. Boom. You're good. Right? Right. Or just like, hey, you're a nerd. You could probably use Text Expander or 1Password or blah, blah, blah. Like, it's totally perfect because it's such a, it's such a match. Whereas, Did you say perfy as an abbreviation for perfect? No, perfect. I think I just oh, okay. burped maybe. You maybe erped or cut off for a second. It's like Cole. No, God, no, 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 but, no. But, no, what no, am no. I like? A, like a twee nineties British teen? I didn't. Well, I didn't think so. I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I couldn't. That's what my ears told me. Like, <laughs> no, okay. Tr- trust your senses, obviously. Yeah, perfy, but perfy. God, uh, no. I would ask you. To, I, don't 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 let that happen. I mean, yeah. I, I, <laughs> th- well, thank I you for watching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, like thank the you only, for watching. But the only thing required for Perfy to, you know, <laughs> it's, to, it's to proliferate is for good men to perfect. not be vigilant. Stand yeah. by. Yeah, but no, it's it, it's perfect for that audience because, like, hey, you know, I'm I'm a nerd. I I you know I'll buy a Texas Expander because a podcast I like tells me to. But yeah, but yeah. I guess it has to do with the fact that the podcasts that end up using these other. Things have a less defined target audience. Yeah, yeah. What so, do yeah. fans of comedy like? Yeah, or, or, or like what do fans of This American Life like? You know? Yeah, everything. It's the most you know, it's one of the most popular podcasts of all time. Yeah, apparently. So, it's just kind of a wider demographic is probably what's going on there. Yeah, we should see if I wonder if there's any things that like, like it would be awesome to get sponsorship that actually focused on our audience. Like yeah. it's not like people who listen to our show don't listen to books, but mm-hmm. um, you know, if there were like a somewhere that did sponsorship that was like retro gaming related. Might yeah. be a good like 2014 goal. And then, yeah, let's so so just chase down Gog. Yeah, well, Gog or like um, you know there are a lot more. I mean, there are a lot of merchants and such. Yeah, and then necessarily do like retro games, but do kind of mm-hmm. online things. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, the um, yeah, like finding a like a, a audience appropriate sponsor would be a good good thing to put some time into. Yeah, so. That's, that's, yeah. What would be great is if, uh, man, if we if if Steam offered an affiliate code, good night. Mm-hmm.